everyone. Thanks for tuning into Power Athlete Radio, featuring the crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 all-star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex. Yeah. This meeting is being recorded. Where did that sound? We've never heard that sound before. Somebody, I'm telling you, that's the new tubing rule. They like flash that so nobody gets caught uh, taking care of themselves. What? Wait, what is this? You don't remember that guy, Jeffrey Tubin, that was caught yeah. masturbating on oh. a Zoom call? What? Wait, no. What the, what the fuck what? was this? Hey, the wrong browser was open. He's like a, he's a, he's on CNN and, and like, he's a writer, right? Well, now, like, now he's a CNN analyst and he had to go on an apology tour. He was... Who? Office crank? Oh, oh yeah. There was a COVID COVID spiked office cranks, but it was all virtual. So wait a minute, he was at home just like on a on a conference call and like with the multitasking. Like, Put a sticky like, note over the like, camera. Like the video was was up? Or he was thought he, the video was he thought the video was off. What a fucking like degenerate. Like uh, like yeah the, yeah so he like, was like the level like he was like, uh, what the fuck is wrong with people he was, you're like on a conference call with all your coworkers and you're like watch this i'm gonna put well, it on it mute was, and fucking yeah d- uh department of justice so department of the justice formal like uh some like mock debate or something so he had a specific role and he wasn't on but he still had to be that part of the, like the moderation and uh he just was like i'm gonna zone out and then <laughs> Didn't turn his video off. So, like, his whole team within, like, the Department of Justice staff were just like, uh... And he's on mute and silent? It can't hear? Right. But then, like, his video is still rolling. Oh. You know what, though? That guy fucking, first of all, that guy deserves what he gets. Second of all, that guy should be ostracized out of the community. Well, and you're like, the fact fired, that he still has a fucking job is But then CNN have, has now hired him as a legal analyst... But then before like he started, he had to go on an apology tour on all these CNN shows. Do, do they? Well, first of all, nobody watches CNN because it's fucking hot garbage. Well, this was how they're getting viewers. I, <laughs> is they're hiring because they can't talk about fucking Trump anymore. Uh, I think it's hilarious. Uh, if you look at CNN, their fucking ratings are down like 9,000%. Yeah, sounds about because right. Because they don't have anything to talk about. They can't be and they can't necessarily point fingers at fucking Sloppy Joe. <laughs> can you well, believe it's more that, f- that they it's, it's more that they won't well uh right. he, here's my thing and this is uh this is the sad realization that our country kind of allows us to have or at least the the powers that be allow us to kind of have these illusions of freedom and uh it's kind of an interesting one like um you remember when the gamestop thing happened and like all of a sudden they were like those dudes were like on Reddit shorting that and all of a sudden those hedge funds got in trouble and then like uh, Robin Hood, uh, yeah. like all of a sudden they just shut down trading to protect them. So the FCC had the power to basically shut down traders to protect uh, this group. So like, wait a minute, like where's free market on that one? And then the other one is, uh, you know, they had this illusion of, you know, we have the Second Amendment and all these people are like over my dead body. And then you get Biden up there and he's like, you can't take the government. We got nuclear weapons and F-15s. This is just a little illusion. And uh, it's pretty interesting that like when you see this stuff pulled back on the curtain and you're like, so wait a minute, you guys shut down trading 
uh, you know, basically shut the exchange down because you were worried about this, you know, this company, this hedge fund going under. And then you got the acting president being like, meh, you guys, you guys don't need those weapons. We'll just fucking hit you with nuclear weapons. I mean, like, great. I'm like, okay, great. Like, let's go back to pretending. Hey, Power Athlete Nation. Here's to you, John. Ah, thanks, Mr. McQuilkin. Here's to you. Yeah. I'm John Wellborn, CEO of Power Athlete, and I'm joined by my two nutrition ninjas. I got Rob and Sam on the line, and we are going to answer some questions from the hotline. So Power Athlete Radio has the Power Athlete hotline where you can call and leave questions. You can text. You can leave messages, even the occasional smoke signal, and we will answer these questions. A lot of times they have to do with training, nutrition, life, philosophy, uh, old shitty trucks and cars, and on the occasion we get some pretty dope stuff. So when we got some good nutrition, we like to bring Rob and Sam on and get a fresh take. So I will go to the hotline. Cue it up, Mr. McQuilkin. All right. What's up, Power Athlete fam? Me and a bunch of my bartending buddies in Nashville have been doing Jack Street for a while and absolutely loving it. I'm wondering, what are your thoughts regards to balancing alcohol consumption with getting after it in the gym? I know you and the boys are no stranger to getting the party started, crushing shots, beers, mojitos. I'm a fiend for mojitos. So I'm wondering what your mentality is with balancing that don't be weird mindset and still being able to crush 90-minute workouts six days a week with an already physically demanding job. Bye. I have thoughts, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Sam and Rob first. Uh, well, first thing is how many nights a week is he uh, trying to get drunk? Um, after listening to that, I lived in Nashville for three years. Um, I was in, I was a restaurant manager actually. And so I understand the uh, going out and partying and that aspect of that is Nashville. <laughs> so my short answer, and I know we're going to talk deeper, but it's a cost benefit analysis. So are you feeling good in your workouts? Do you like where you're at? Because in, I don't think research has ever shown that alcohol benefits performance. No, I think, uh, um, I think, I think that's spot on. It's, it's, you know, what, what are we talking here? Um, are we talking, you know, five nights of binging or are we talking one night of binging? Those things are pretty different, but like there is some evidence of, uh, some acute alcohol is actually being, um, a beneficial uh, energy source, but that's like, you know, one or two drinks, not, you know, 10. So I think it's, uh, and, you know, and I wonder, is this, a is this asking for permission to not be weird all the time? And I think that that's sometimes what, how people, uh, kind of approach alcohol is, can I not be weird all the time and drink all the time? And it's like, well, you can, but you know, there's going to be consequences to that. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys hit it. I mean, uh, there's some adverse effects for alcohol as it looks in term, terms of ho uh, hormone profile. Uh, mm -hmm. It plays, re it, it wreaks havoc on blood sugar. Other than, for me personally, red wine actually tanks my blood sugar. So I, I have a constant glucose meter on, so I've been monitoring my blood sugar. And, uh, man, I can drink red wine all day, and all it does is it drop me in the tank. No idea why. Um, but it can play issues there. Uh, it definitely doesn't play into a healthy, uh, healthy androgen profile. So if mm -hmm. you're trying to maximize testosterone and some of the other stuff, we definitely know that there are high alcohol consumptions tied with some uh, sex-binding globulin hormone, and some issues that gobble up, that comes out of liver that gobbles up uh, free testosterone. So, um, but everything in moderation. Um, you know, you don't have to go with uh, 
you know, moderations for cowards kind of take and say, hey, I'm going to get fucking smashed six nights a week. But also I ask, how old are you? Now, in my early 20s, I could probably go out hard every single night and still get up uh, to the point where we, on some nights, we would leave the, or we would leave the bar and just drive to the facility, put the front seat back, and then catch a, a couple hours of sleep and then go to practice and be fine. Um, that was in my 20s. In my 30s, that couldn't happen. And then in my 40s, obviously, I'd fucking die. So I think, who are you? What are you training for? Um, you know, like you said, you're a bartender. I never met very many bartenders that didn't drink. At least, and if he's working five, six nights a week, there could probably be some binging there. But also, uh, a lot of times, big drinking is tied to two other things, which is late nights and making poor dietary choices. So I know that if I have a whole bunch of drinks, um, I, I like to eat something. You know, and I know that can definitely, you know, wreak some habit on your diet and especially for that piece. So, and then also lack of sleep. If you're, you know, as he's a bartender, he's already in a position where he's probably staying up. I don't know what last call is in Tennessee, but you know, if it, it's gotta be at least 2 a.m. when the bars mm -hmm. close. So as a bartender, last call, you kick all the drunks out. You're, he's not getting home till three, four in the morning. If you hang out and have a bunch of drinks all night, your sleep's already going to be disrupted. You're going to bed late and now you got to try to get up and maximize what you're doing in the gym. So, um, at the end of the day, this individual is an adult. He's working in a bar, so uh, it's hard to not have drinks if you're working. But I think if Jack Street is your main goal, I would probably pick and choose my battles and say, hey, uh, I'm going to train hard five days, and on the sixth day I'm going to you know, uh, go out and have a bunch of drinks, and I'm going to sleep in that night or maybe just get up and do a little bit of aerobic work and kind of go from there. So uh, I don't believe and Sam brought up a good point like I think that maybe for some endurance stuff there might be some acute like alcohol response to maybe increase capacity but in terms of like lifting weights and yeah. getting jacked as possible I don't know a single um, pro bodybuilder that drinks alcohol with any regular consumption I mean maybe on the occasion but I know when those guys are getting in shape alcohol doesn't necessarily fit into it just because it's empty calories and they tend to make you know bad choices so um, all things in moderation Sleep is, is paramount. Um, you know, dehydration happens a ton with, uh, with alcohol consumption. So I think that there's some factors in there. I think at the uh, end of the day, you have to make a decision. What are you training for? Are you really trying to maximize Jack Street? We're finishing up these shadow cycles. I wouldn't want to do any of the shadow stuff fucking hungover. <laughs> like, there's no way. I'd puke. Like, uh, like, if you guys aren't familiar, we ran, um, I ran two back-to-back uh, or no, I split them up with a, with a read load week, but we just did two six week cycles of, uh, you know, high intensity or max kind of exertion, one set to failure with drop sets kind of deal. And I know it smashed a lot of people, uh, man, I don't think I'd want to even attempt that without eight hours of sleep. So, well, two bars in Nashville are open till 4 AM. I don't know if these gentlemen work there or not, but the diner and scoreboard ever hear of those, Sam? I have. Yes, I have. Yep. I frequented a lot of Nashville bars in my time. Man, Nashville is kind of like, uh, feels very similar to Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'd rather go out in Nashville at this point, but I've had, I've had too much Austin. Can you have too much Austin? Yes, you can. Not enough Dripping Springs, but you can have too much uh, Austin. I think like South Austin. Like, that's kind of where I'm feeling, like, the vibe down in that South Austin area. Uh, well, yeah. Well, they stole that style from Dripping Springs. The wide-open, country-field yeah. picnic table. Yeah. Uh, live no music. walls. Yeah. Live music every night. Yeah. 
That's yeah. fucking and, drip. And that's the thing I dug about Nashville was there was live music. Any pl- every mm-hmm. place you walked into, somebody was playing a guitar. Not just live music, like musicians. Live they're musicians. Oh yeah. Well, they're all trying to make it big. Like I, I remember being in Nashville and just like walking into a place and like this band was tearing it up and I was like, God damn, we should stay there. And they're like, No, no, there's better bands. I'm like, No fucking way. Went in and the next dude was tearing it up. I'm like, This is fucking great. Uh huh. I like listening to live music. Well, my favorite bar in Dripping Springs are two husband and wife failed Nashville stars that came back home and opened a music school. Music school during the day, bar with which live music. Hudson's. Oh, Hudson's. Which we block there. one. Hey, we'll have a little shindig there. Mm. And man, when the owners sing together because they perform typically one night a week, but have other bands. Man, they. The it's terror. like. When they sing, you can like feel it in your bones. It's great. They're they're fantastic, and they didn't make it. Yeah, it's a lot of networking. Yeah, sounds like a yeah, sounds like a tough deal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just to go back, um, I think if you wanted to maybe have a few drinks, maybe drink some red wine. I think uh, I, I know Dr. Tom is a huge red wine drinker mm-hmm. because of like the uh, he felt that the health benefits far outweigh. So when I used to go out with Dr. Tom, he was like Jaeger bombs, vodka shots and all that. And now when I go out with Tom, we just drink red wine. Uh huh. I've also experienced some dinners with some sour beers, some probiotic drinks with Dr. Tom as well. And then what's cool is you ask him and then he just unloads yeah. all so, the benefits of that. So I, I remember asking him, I'm like, you know, are all alcohols created equal? And he said, no, there's some that uh, have been shown to have some health benefits and there's certain blue zones in this world where people that live longer that do consume some form but he's like there's no part of the world where somebody's ripping fucking Jaeger bomb shots that's living to be 100 no and with these guys I mean apply the don't take advantage of the don't be weird rule as Rob suggested hold it in your back pocket and I mean pick pick your night or pick your nights but it's not all six it can't be that'll catch up to you real quick oh yeah that'll age you in dog years uh huh so yeah, pick the if it's Tuesday industry night, that's your day to get after it, and you got a Wednesday sleep in after. Rest day, all right, build that in there. But man, I, you can't expect to live this way forever, pal. Yeah, that's a tough lifestyle. The the service industry is a very tough lifestyle. Do Not they smoke? I would want. Do they smoke in the bars in uh, Nashville? I don't think so. There was one like cigar. That's a great question. Um, there was like a cigar lounge above one of the bars I used to go to, which I think was now bought by like Jason Aldean or some country star. It anyway, it doesn't exist anymore. But and I know you could smoke in there, but in the bigger ones, no, there's no smoking. Yeah, I remember when uh, you could smoke in bars in California, and I remember working and coming home and just basically like taking your clothes off, throwing them in the in the laundry machine, taking a shower. And then when they got rid of smoking in bars, it was uh-huh. like livable again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was college age. They had smoking in bars. And then within months of turning 21, they got rid of it. And I was like, gee, thank Christ. Well, shit, the bartenders all of a sudden added like 10 years to their lives having to basically just sit in all that secondhand smoke. <laughs> that was terrible. So, all right. So at the end of the day, don't be weird, but don't take advantage of being weird. Um, make a decision on what you're training for, whether or not it's putting on maximal hypertrophy, trying to put on as much muscle as you possible, falling in Jack Street, um, and just know that that level of drinking, staying out late, and some of the things that happen in those late nights are not necessarily going to 
age you in having the most efficient androgen profile to drive adaptation. Yeah, and get some blood work, as John alluded to a little bit there in understanding. And I'd say, hey, make a bet. Make a bet with yourself or your six bros. Hey, go 30 days and see what happens. Get blood work before, after, or just do a field test and uh, some HRV, whatever you can to measure, and then see how you come out on the other end. You don't, maybe you need it, maybe you don't, but I mean, if you're truly training to get after it and freaking show off and show something this summer. You mean he's like working at like a Coyote Ugly where these guys are dancing on stage or anything? Well, I've, <laughs> I've been to that one in Nashville. Maybe he, he get, gets his shot to uh-huh. now dance versus just like, be the barback. What is it, Magic Mike style? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, what would you call that bar? Like dudes, dudes, just dudes, <laughs> just dudes, just dudes cut off macrame, their own jean yeah, shorts and well, rock boots and jean shorts. It's kind of like the same outfit you wear around the house. Just, just short jean shorts and cowboy boots. I told you that in confidence, <laughs> <laughs> just that in a wife beater and a cowboy hat. I'm like, Tex, what are you wearing? Well, uh, it's the same thing I wear all the time. It's the 4th of July. Yeah. I'm in my party attire. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, guys. Anything else? No, I think it's just deciding what's what your goal is. And that's a lot of what uh, Rob and I do for nutrition coaching, too, is just helping you find that goal. Because sometimes you get to a point where you're happy, right? Like you're not always chasing a new physique or body composition. And that's when we can play even more into like that balancing act of don't be weird with following a plan for the best longevity and performance. How many times do you guys run into that with your clients where all of a sudden uh, they hit their goals and they're like, I look great. Uh, and uh, like at that point, it's like, let's pivot and do something else. Or are people con- like, because uh, it's it's a lot more fun to be in the fight. Like when somebody meets their goal, you're like, now what do we do? Right. It can be kind of awkward for sure. Because you're like, well, I want to keep working with you, but you don't need me. So um, I try to have a very open conversation with my clients. So, you know, they pay for their six months or their three months or their year. And, you know, when it's a year, we can have fun because there's leaning, maintenance, bulking, you know, different training programs or whatever we can kind of play around with for that year. But someone who comes in with their, you know, eyes on the prize essentially for that three months, a lot of times they don't deviate because they know that this is what they can afford with you as a coach. And so you kind of just push them um, to their limit and they get happy. Uh, a lot of times then I'll do like a consultation with them to kind of get them on some sort of maintenance plan. And then I just set them, most of my clients I set free essentially. Um, And then just, I still keep a relationship. I know Rob still does with his clients that have fallen off too. And a lot of times they circle back, right? Like not that they didn't succeed on their own because that's the goal of a coach is to let them or have them succeed on their own. But um, just a little bump steering every you know, a couple months here and there, but I actually get really proud of my clients when they fall off and don't need me anymore. Yeah, no, they've, uh, you know, you've taught what they, you've taught them what they need. You've armed them with enough information. You've got them on the right path. And now you just kind of push them out of the nest and let them go out and do what they do. Yeah. That's a nice feeling. Yeah. It's sad because I like, I get attached to my clients, but it's also great because then you're just friends at that point. Yeah. And it, and it makes room for new people. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you oh. have a couple slots open? Ooh, we do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did so. have some people that have uh, reached the end of their goals. So if you mm-hmm. guys are interested in nutrition coaching, click on look at nutrition.powerathletehq.com. You can reach out to Sam and Rob, uh, you know, through nutrition at powerathletehq.com. And if you need help, there's always info so we can get you pointed in the right direction. If you're looking for a template, custom coaching, private coaching, performance protocols, whatever it is, uh, we got you unlocked. So, and if you're looking for a training program, head over to the training page on powerathletehq.com and scroll down. We got Jack Street, we got Grindstone, we got Field Strong, we got Hammer, uh, Lean Enable, Bedrock. Uh, what else am I missing? Johnny Wad, little Johnny Bod. We got a whole bunch of the Johnny crew. So we have a training program that fits your needs. So pair that up with some bitchin' nutrition from our nutrition ninjas, and we got you a cool solution. And if you're listening and you're one of these Jack Street bartenders. We need some pictures? We need some pictures. All six of you bros playing DJ Muscle Boy. We're going to just, or you could just tag us on Instagram because I'm sure you guys got some Instagram. Yeah. And if I plan a trip, I'll hit you up. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, see if you made it on top of the bar at Coyote, Coyote you know, Ugly. What's interesting about this is uh, the uh, McQuilkin will actually travel for a free drink. You're damn right. Yeah, I'll drive 36 <laughs> hours right now. <laughs> He's like, hey, he like, hey, drinks are on me. And McQuilkin's like, I just bought a plane ticket. I heard they got free drinks. Whose car are we taking? <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Rob, Sam, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Power Athlete Radio. Bye. 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 Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!